Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. We started a a series last week entitled Behold, and I mentioned that over the course of this summer, we're going to look at the life of Jesus together. We're going to look at the writings of the apostles. We're going to dive into the scripture and get the right picture of the kingdom of God. I said last week, you become what you behold in life. You, You know, you can say amen to good things. You become what you behold, and what you want to become, you will ultimately behold, and and I believe in this house, we are going to look at the life in the scriptures of Jesus, and look at the writings of the apostles, and become like Jesus. How many of you know that's the call for our lives, to become more like Jesus? And so as we plan this, as I schedule this, I, I knew, actually I didn't know until when we, right when we announced it last week and Rachel came up to me, she said, this is gonna be perfect. You get to talk about the best thing on the best day, Father's Day, you get to talk about the Father's heart. Before we can look at Jesus and really go after Jesus, we have to understand something and I'm gonna do my best because I got a whole lot downloaded this week so I'm gonna hope it comes out really well. But I, I believe today we're gonna get a picture of our Heavenly Father and his heart for us. Jesus comes to earth to do everything his father told him to do, yes, but to reveal the father. The father's heart is precious and kind. Oh, it's magnificent and full of love. You know, we we believe in this church that God is really good. How many of you believe God is really good? That's the father. He's really good. (laughs) And when Jesus comes and Jesus shows his father's kingdom and shows the power of the kingdom and reveals the miracles and the healings and the disciples come up to Jesus in one moment and, and they say, teach us how to pray. It wasn't because they needed a lesson in prayer. I, maybe so. It's a, it's a good framework to pray. I, I actually pray this prayer often, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. But I think it's because the disciples saw Jesus go pray, come out of that time of prayer, and begin to move in power. What they saw was Jesus was filled with the Father's heart. And so they saw that when Jesus got filled with the Father's heart, he did what the Father told him to do, and they saw the kingdom come to earth. Are you with me? He revealed the Father. In Matthew 6, it says, pray like this, our Father in heaven. Jesus comes and doesn't say, our great rabbi, our our great teacher. No, he says, our Father. I think Jesus in that moment is declaring something profound. And all through John's gospel, talks about the relationship to Father, but he's revealing that we have to get the right picture of our Heavenly Father. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go after this. If you don't have the right picture of God as a really good Father, you will put God in a position in your mind, in your heart, that God is not. Jesus says, our Father who art in heaven, how be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Our Father wants his kingdom to come to this earth. Our Father wants his will done in your lives. Our Father wants to see forgiveness flow through your veins and flow through your heart so that you can see the world turn. This is the desire of our Father, that he would watch over, that he would bless you, that he would keep you, that he would lead you not into temptation. He's a really good Father. We have to understand, we have to behold there is a Father in heaven who's really good. Can you say amen? I'm going to go for this thing. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, and 
It's a prayer for the Ephesians in chapter three. This is per se my, my teaching text today, but I really just am, I'm not gonna exegetically dissect this scripture. Is that okay with you all today? Some of you are like, I'm never coming back to this. No, we teach the Bible. We love the Bible. We believe in the Bible. The Bible is the life source, amen? amen. But I'm gonna tell you something. I've experienced the Father's heart as a son for the last 12 years, and I know the Father, and I wanna share what I know to be true about the Father today, amen? Ephesians 3, Paul writes this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. Many believe that this is Paul's type of Jesus is Lord's prayer. Many believe that this is Paul's way of praying a similar prayer that Jesus prayed. He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family, everyone say family, in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, Come on, how many of you know he wants you rooted and established in what? Rooted and established in what? May have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. I tell my kids all the time, the love of God over, over your life that's for you is so wide. And my daughter goes like this. And I say so high, and they raise their hands, and so deep, and they, they push down to the floor. Like, I want them to catch. I want you to catch. Paul wants us to catch how wide, how high, how deep, how vast the love of God is. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge. That's what's so cool. This thing, this thing that we're a part of, the kingdom of God, it will mess your knowledge up. It's another sermon, Okay that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul writes, I, I bow my knee before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I wanna share the power today of our heavenly Father. I wanna share who our Father is. I want us to behold and get the right picture of him. I am going to talk to you fathers in the room today. We're gonna to pray for you at the end. I wanna to talk to you fathers, uh, both that are, that are fathers that have, have children of their own, spiritual fathers. I, I wanna to talk to the men in the room today. We'll get there. But I think for all of us, this message is for all of us today, to behold and get the right picture of the Father. We celebrate you dads today. I think this is really important because in the day and age we're a part of, we are seeing the effects of the decline of fatherhood. If you don't believe me, I can pull up statistics. I can show you the statistics of what has happened with a fatherless generation that we are a part of today. There is a cry, a deep cry from heaven today for us to see the father right, but for men to rise up and become fathers here on this earth. Spiritual fathers. Oh man, can I tell you, I have multiple spiritual fathers in my life. They have spoken into my life time and time again. So you might be here like, I'll never have a child, I'll never be, I don't see that in my life. That's okay, but I do believe every single one of us in this room is called to be a spiritual father. And there's a call today for us to see our father in heaven and then out of seeing, beholding, we become like that father. Because... I believe God wants to create healthy families in this city. Did you hear me? This city is dark. This city's desperate. This city's, oh, it's all, you know how it's going to change? Healthy families. Healthy families rising up, taking their place and going, we are going to see the kingdom come in Chicago as it is in heaven. We're gonna see God's kingdom come here in this place as it is in heaven. It's gonna happen through us beholding the Father, men stepping up and becoming like that Father and seeing this world turned upside down. Paul writes, I, I, I bow my knee before the Father. Jesus says, our Father in heaven. They both understood the right picture 
of the Father. Jesus comes to reveal in John 17, talks about, I, I have made known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This is John 17. Jesus is saying, I've come to make you known. Everything Jesus did, can I, can I tell you something? Everything Jesus did was pointing to the Father. <laughs> Someone said earlier this week, it's really interesting that people love God, but they don't want Jesus. You can't have Jesus and have, because Jesus came to do everything that the Father. And so Jesus comes to reveal the Father. He, he comes not only to reveal it, but he came so that we could experience the Father. We all know, and if you don't know, let me tell you, the garden. That was a place where it was created by God. He, he breathed it. He spoke man into existence. He created this atmosphere that people could dwell with him. And, and Adam screwed it up. Some of you are like, well, Eve. No. Can I tell you? Adam screwed up. This is a quiet, 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 quiet church. Adam could have, should have, should have been like, uh-uh, come on. This is an atmosphere where we get to be with our Father. Man, don't get offended. It's a choice. Take this. If you're feeling convicted, it's the Holy Spirit. And so the garden was created for an atmosphere, but they chose other things, and in that moment, <laughs> right? But there was always a plan. There was always a plan to come and to return people, men and women, back to the Father in communion. It was through Jesus. Can I tell you, there's a plan for your life. There is a plan for you to have communion with a really good Father. Did you hear me? There has always been a plan for you to have access and the ability to commune, to talk with, to be with our Heavenly Father. But you know what I've realized about many believers, and myself included, that if we put our earthly fathers as the example of our heavenly father, things get out of order. I love my dad. I really hit, hit the jackpot with my father. He's a protector, he's a provider, he's, he's, he's an encourager, he's all those things. I, I know many of you have great Fathers, I am looking across this room and I can see men, like Derek said, men that have strong in their faith, people that have said yes to the Lord forever and ever. Great dads. I, I like to think that I'm a, a good dad to my kids. But what I have to remind my children is that, hey guys, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just the vessel that's here to, to raise you, <laughs> encourage you, protect you, all those things. But you gotta look past me and you gotta look to the heavenly father. See, today I want us to, to, to get the right picture of a heavenly father, but we have to get away from looking it through the lens of our earthly father. Some of you have had good fathers. Some of you have had, unfortunately, non-existent fathers. Some of you had some really rough homes where fathers were absent or maybe abusive or, or just were not around alcoholics. I'm, I'm, the Lord laments over that and grieves over that. But he wants you to have a picture of a really good father. Can I tell you, when you came into the kingdom of God, your past and everything that was in your past got hung on the cross with Jesus too? I'm preaching better than I think I'm preaching. Amen. This is why in church, we're not here to say like bad things don't happen. They do. Life, sin, the fallen nature, the garden moment has inflicted forever. But when I said yes to Jesus, regardless of how good my earthly father was or how bad it might be, regardless of the generational curses and sins that were passed down from, from fathers that I didn't know, and grandfathers and great-grandfathers, that, that's a real thing. Regardless of all that stuff, I cannot play the victim to them anymore because my life and those things hung on a cross with Jesus and I was brought in by adoption into the kingdom of God that is now of righteousness, joy, and peace. I am no longer a victim to my past. Can I, can I talk? I'm going to. Can, can I tell you? Those things, generational curses, those are real. They're real things. Alcoholism getting passed down from generation to generation. 
My, my, my family is one of them. I, like my family knows that. That is a real thing. Until you come to Jesus. See, see, like, okay, even medically. <laughs> Think about this. Heart disease. It's passed down. Cancer, passed down. There, there are people, are you with me? There are things that are, are part of your family, hereditarily. Hereditarily? I have a master's once again in Jesus' name. That get passed down. Spiritually speaking, get passed down. But can I tell you, when you came and your spirit cried out, Father, Abba, Father, Jesus, your curses that were on your life were crucified to the cross. And now you get to be a part of a kingdom where you have the perfect Father. Am I preaching today? Am I, is it making sense? Because you're all looking at me like, it's not making sense. When you came into the family through Jesus, your past, the stuff you've gone through, doesn't define you anymore. A really good father does. A really good father does. A really good father does. And he says, listen, I, I bow my knee to pray, and, and I look to the, fa the, the father. Paul wants you to know, Jesus wants you to know that when you come into the family, you have now been reconciled back into the family of God in what was, was. And what is now today is you are a child of the king. You're a son and daughter of the king. Did you hear me? You're a son and daughter of the king. If you keep putting your earthly father in the perspective, in, in, the, in the place of, of our earth, uh, Heavenly Father, forgive me, you'll start to get a miscued picture. As great as my father is, I love him to death. I, I texted him at 545 this morning, told him I love him, told him I'm grateful for him. He's a pastor too, so he's pretty, I, I'm so grateful for him. But even as good as he is, and he would say this, he had thoughts too. So can I tell you that if you don't get with Jesus to reveal the Father, you start to look at the earth, your kingdom, heavenly Father, as you do your earthly Father. So my father is a very strong physical man. I'm grateful for that. He's a strong man. And one of the things that he learned in, in his life was, hey, you gotta be strong. And that's a good thing, men, be strong. Well, I gotta get to the gym. I'm not saying that, just be strong. <laughs> but in his strength, he did not show weakness. It's not a, I'm not mad at him. He's not bad. He's my earthly father. He's a blessing. Don't hear me? <laughs> and so when I got saved, came to Jesus, and I start to see Jesus, I start to realize, wait, I can be weak? Wait, I actually can have weaknesses in my life? Wait, I thought I had to be strong. <laughs> and so what happened was is I would muscle my way through faith. Anybody ever been there before? Just me, okay. Like I would muscle my way because that was the picture I saw of a father. You with me? And so instead, I would just be like, oh, I'm gonna get over it. I'm gonna get through it. I'm not gonna show weakness. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I'm an emotional mess now. <laughs> a mess. Why? Because as good as my dad is, he's not my earth, he's not my heavenly father. And I got a picture with Jesus of how good my father is, my dad in heaven, and I saw that I can, when I'm weak, it actually is an opportunity for him to make me strong. And so I got to bring my weakness to my heavenly father and let him make me strong. Are you with me? This is our father in heaven. He wants to give you the best picture of a really good father because that's who he is. He's a powerful, almighty creator, but he's a really good dad. This is really hard for some of us because the orphan spirit is a real spirit. I have not preached my notes one moment. You guys are like, we can tell. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> some of you are, some of you, the orphan spirit is just running rampant in your heart. When you came to Jesus, that thing left you, and you received the spirit of adoption. Did you hear me? Our Father in heaven, right, adopted you. 
I'm going to be thankful for adoption in Jesus' name. Like, he adopted you. So listen, listen, this is why. This, <clears throat> this is why generational curses are broken. This is why you are not who your, your family lineage has been. You got a new bloodline. Anybody thankful for a blood transfusion? Is that what it is? You, you get new blood? Is that, is that what it is? I'm looking at medical people, right? Dr. Reggie, is that, yeah, you get a blood transfusion, and it's called the kingdom of God. And so that's why I'm saying to you, you don't have to be a victim to what was. You, you don't even have, you can forgive Maybe if you didn't have a dad or you didn't have parents that were good, you had some rough, you can forgive and move forward in God because that life was nailed to the cross. And so you don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be an orphan. You are a son and daughter of the king, royal, strong, mighty, because you received a new bloodline. You received a new bloodline. That's what our father did for us. That every family on heaven and on earth would know him as a really good father. That's what Paul writes, that every family on heaven and earth would bow and pray, our father. Our God is really good. He's really kind. And when you behold Jesus, you see the father. You see the Father, and you don't see your earthly Father, however good or however not good. You see the really good, 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 good Father. I think before we go deep into the life of Jesus, we just have to behold, man, our Father's really good that he sent his Son. People are like, God is so mean, he would send people to hell over his dead body. Did you hear me? Everyone's like, God, God can't be good. He, he destines, no, 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 over his dead body, over his son's dead body. Are you hearing me? He's that good that because of the garden and the sin infested mankind that he would send his son. Go. <laughs> you gotta go. Jesus goes <laughs> and gets crucified takes on the sins of humanity because God's really good God. Are you hearing me? You have to get this in your heart. If you're gonna behold him, you gotta come from the picture that he is super good. <laughs> he, he's not me as my father. I screw up with my kids all the time. Judge me. Like there's so many moments. The other day we were traveling. <laughs> it's never fun to travel with a two-year-old and a four-year-old on multiple flights. It's not good. Just giving you that advice in Jesus' name. It's not good. Benadryl might be your friend. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. We didn't, we didn't give him Benadryl. <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> My daughter thought she was in a WWE course. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to land the plane here somewhere. No, that was, I'm on a plane, land the plane. It's awesome. She was like literally doing somersaults on the three of us, including Titus. Can you imagine that? We were that family that you're all putting your noise canceling headphones on, going beep. Like, oh, thank you. I was like, everybody, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like yelling, I'm stop it. It's like, you're not helping the cause, Jay. I was losing my mind. I was not a patient dad. <laughs> slow to anger, abounding in love. I was deeply mad. I was deeply frustrated. I was not patient, and there was minimal love in my heart for my children. <laughs> Can I just be honest? So I grabbed those two. We, got, we landed at one o'clock in the morning, because our, anyways, long story. We were supposed to be there at 10 a.m. We got there at 1 a.m. It was awesome. We got there, and they're like, you know, ready for bed. And I grab them, and I just said, hey, guys, I'm not perfect. I'm really sorry. And I had a moment as I'm prepping for this and praying through this, and I said, listen, guys, I'm going to do my best as your dad. But I want to remind you that there's a really good father 
that's slow to anger, (laughs) full of love, patient, kind, gentle. I'm trying to be that way, but he loves you because I want them to know even at this age that I'm a good dad, but there's a better dad. Did you hear me? Dads, don't get upset. Push your kids to Jesus. Push your kids to the Father. Get your kids to church. Get your kids to know the scriptures. Get your kids in time of prayer. I want my children to know that, yes, I'm going to try my best and fail, but there is a God in heaven that will never fail. There is a Father in heaven that will never let them down. There is a Father in heaven that will never forsake them. There is a really good dad. I'm a good dad, but there's a better dad than me, and we have to catch this church. He's really, really good. Four things that he's good with. Can I tell you? Four ways in which he's good. And I, and I believe this is for earthly dads too. Okay? This is the commission for us as men, as fathers, but this is our, our heavenly father, and we need to catch this. First thing is this. Our father protects us. How many of you are thankful for protection from the father? He says, you can come under my wings. You know when you're under the Father's wings, what do you see? The Father's wings. You see him. But, but, but he's, a, he's, a, he's a God that protects us. Do, 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 do things happen? Of course. We're in a fallen world with bodies that, have, that are a part of that world. But it's because of Jesus in us, right? So there are things that, like, like I didn't, Tear my ACL and have ankle surgery because he's he's not good and he didn't protect me. No, I shouldn't have just put, I shouldn't have played soccer. <laughs> okay, so hear me. He protects you. When my kids were born, I, I remember forever that, that moment when they were both born. I'll never forget it. When you have that moment, it, it'll it'll be seared in my mind and heart forever. The screaming. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> All the beautiful moments. It was just beautiful. <laughs> it's just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> but, but I remember specifically, you know, when they handed me my son, my firstborn, and I'm holding Titus, and there was this, in this immense weight that I experienced. And it was this. This is your son, and you're called to protect him. I heard that. And so I was like, Whew. And immediately the thought went through my head. Did I get the car seat in the car before we left? <laughs> I was like, that was the first thought. I was like, where did that come from? I, 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 did, I did do the car seat. I'm holding my son, and then God said, you're called to protect him, and that's the first thought. Because all through the hospital, you're in a bubble. Everyone takes care of you, you and your kids. It's awesome. And then they go, okay, time to go. They don't give you a manual. They don't give you any insight. They just put Rachel in the, in the wheelchair, got her with, with Titus, and I'm there like, what do we do? And they're like, grab the bags. I'm like, okay, yes, okay, I'm grabbing the bags. I'm walking down the elevator. We're to the elevator. We take the elevator down. I'm like, then they're like, I'm like, what do we do now? They're like, get in the car. I'm like, do you have any advice? They're like, get in the car. <laughs> I was like, and can I tell you as a dad, my whole responsibility before we left that hospital was to make sure that car seat was ready. Have you ever installed a car seat? It is a nightmare. It's terrible. Can we invent something better? Someone of you, engineers, invent something better. I'm putting my hand through it, like trying to get my hand stuck in it. I can't pull the seatbelt. I'm like, dear God, help me. But you want to know something? I was like, I'm getting this thing in here. Why? Because my son's going to be protected driving home. We're called to protect. Yeah, we're called to protect them physically and watch over them. I, sometimes I'm called a helicopter dad. I'm like, Titus, don't do that. You didn't do that. Rachel's like, let them be free. And I'm like, okay. My heart is to protect them. My heart is to watch over them. I, I, my heart is to say, hey, listen, we're not watching that. Dads, wake up. I was on YouTube with my son watching Do Perfect. Shout out to them if they're going to, just a plug. And all of a sudden a commercial came on YouTube. And I was like, I couldn't run from the kitchen to the little, we have a little chair on the other side. I couldn't, I felt like I was like an Olympic sprinter. I saw all the glory of the Lord. I was running. Because I could hear what was on the screen. And I tackled the iPad. Titus was like, 
cool trick shot, Dad. I was like, yes, it was a trick shot. I'm, I'm being facetious, but seriously, this is a real story. And I said, what in the world? So I'm skipping the ad. Now I'm there with my son to make sure I'm going to watch what he's watching. Are you with me? I'm going to protect my daughter's heart. Oh, oh, I am. <laughs> she ain't dating because I know me and who I was. <laughs> so I know all the tricks. I know all the things that boys do. So she won't date till she's 30. She's got a lot of uncles. <laughs> she's got a lot of uncles. And I'm telling you, when the day comes, we will all be at the door. You all think I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's my precious blue-eyed girl. I'm going to win her. She's going to know me as her dad. That's going to protect her. I'm going to watch over her. I'm going to keep her. My son, I'm going to protect him. I'm going to watch over him. I'm going to keep him because that's the role of a dad. Are you with me? Regardless if you have that earthly father present, it goes even more with our heavenly father. He said, listen, do not fear. Do not be dismayed for I will be with you. I, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will strengthen you. Come on, you might have to have the earthly father there to protect you and watch over you, but you have the Holy Spirit in you that says, hey, don't watch that. Hey, don't answer that text message. <laughs> it's two in the morning. They don't want anything else. Are all the kids in kid zone? Oh, you think I'm playing? This is real. God doesn't protect me. No, he does, because there's a voice of conviction that comes into your heart, and you just go, ah. <laughs> he wants to cover you. He wants to protect your heart and your emotions. God created emotions, and he wants to protect them. Are you with me? It is my job to protect my kids' emotions. It's my, my job to, to cover my kids and make sure... <laughs> And it's his deep desire. The Lord, Psalms 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. He protects you. Can I, t I, I, I wish, we don't have time. I, I could tell you stories upon stories of the Lord prote protecting me. Oh, here, here's a prayer you need to pray to God. Thank him for all the times that he protected you and you didn't even recognize it. Oh, hear me. Thank him for all the times he protected you from something and you didn't even thank him because you didn't even know it was him. Receive that. He protects you. He desires to protect you. That's a really good... I love this, Psalms 32.7. I hope you write these down. Psalms 32.7, this is a good one. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. See, see, um, I feel the Holy Spirit. You were never called to be a rogue Christian. You were not called to be invincible. You were not called to be a superhero. The Bible's full of men and women that were just ordinary. But they understood coming under a really good father and getting covered by him and protected by him. Men, protect your families. Guard your families. But also, all of us, Come under the protection of a really good father. Second is this. He provides for us. So as a father, right, I'm called to supply my kids with everything they need, clothes, food. And that's it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times Titus is like, I'm not eating that. And I'm like, son, I paid for that. You ever been there, dads? It's like, I'm not, I'm not eating that. No, son, I bought that. You're going to eat that. None of you have ever been there tonight, okay. It's my role and responsibility. Men, it's your role and responsibility to provide. If you're a spiritual father, then provide for those that God has brought into your life. But men, it is our job to, to work, to give of ourselves. Yes, I provide clothes and food and a house and a roof under their head, or over their head, under whatever. My dad used to say that all the time. I provided a roof over your head, son. I'm like, thank you, dad. Can I tell you, though, what I'm supposed to provide too? Affection. Men, affection. Nurture. Nurturing care. 
This is the call for us as men, as fathers, but also this is what he does. He wants to care for you. He wants to cover you. I know this sounds like, oh, weird, this, that, the, the father wants to hug me. He does. <laughs> Some of you are like, I need a hug. Let him hug you. Let him hug you. Let him shower you. Let him provide the affection that you need in your life. He wants to do that for you. He's a really good dad. He'll provide everything you need according to his riches. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He will give you everything you need, but he also wants to provide nurture, care, love. He wants to provide his love to you. It's the promise of our father. As a father, I'm also called to provide my kids with Things that we do as a family, rituals, traditions, things. This is also help. I'm thankful for my wife. We, we do this, like communion on Friday nights. My son and daughter wake up in the morning, and they want to listen to some, some, some show. I don't know what show it is, like whatever podcast, book, thing. And we say no, <laughs> not because we don't love them, but because I say to them, the first thing you're going to hear is a Bible story. Oh, that's religious. No, I don't care. I want my kids to grow. I want to provide them with the kingdom of God. Are you with me? So, so we listen to the Bible Project stuff, and they, they listen to stories, and they get to, my son knows the Bible better than I do. Funnier in my head. I want my kids to be provided with the kingdom of God. Are you with me? So I provide that space, that home, that place, where this is where the glory of God rests. This is where he's pleased to dwell in. I provide that for my family. So, so I'm called to provide he provides for you exactly what you need. Some of you in here are like, I don't have a dad. I've never had a dad. I, I don't know my dad, but I wasn't provided with this. He will provide everything you need according to his riches. If you want it, just ask him. Provide. Can you give me what I need today, Lord? He'll give it. Are you okay? Third thing, he's present with us. How many of you are thankful through the Spirit of God that God is present with us? Just two of you. Are you thankful for the Holy Spirit's present work in our hearts and lives? He's present. I am so thankful that when I received the spirit of adoption in my heart, I got to go directly into the throne room with our Father. I got to be with him, and I know that he's with me because of his spirit inside of me. He will not abandon you. He will not forsaken you. He will not leave you. He will never do those things. Are you with me? I'll never do that. So you can rest assured that your heavenly father will never leave you, never abandon you, never forsake you, no matter what. Well, what can separate us from the love? What? Like, like what can do it? It says nothing. <laughs> he loves you so much. This is a really good dad that he wants to be that present with you regardless. I, I have had moments with the father in the presence of Jesus where I have been brought back to moments in my life where I was trapped in sin. And seeing the father, seeing the, seeing the, the spirit of the Lord there showing me that he was there. Lamenting. Grieved but was there desiring to call me. He will not leave you. He's present. Dads, fathers, spiritual fathers, soon to be. Men, be present in your home. Can I tell you, grown men, turn the video games off. What are we doing? Some of you are like, okay, it was real cool up until that point. Well, you're 37. <laughs> you're 37, come on. I just need me time. Stop it. Can I have the keys? It's probably going to make me like, be a lot less. Can I tell you, dads, men, work hard. When you come home from work, I know the thing you want to do is kick back, put your feet up, relax. It's been a long day, and your kids are there. You don't get that, you don't get that forever. Be present with your kids. Be present with your spouse. Are you hearing me? Man, this is gonna help some of you younger dudes. This is gonna help. Can I tell you, there's been so many moments I've walked in, 10-hour days. 
I'm not talking, I'm not trying to be like, oh, woe is me, but 10, 12 hour days. I, I'm in the people business. So there's a lot of heavy things that sometimes I'm carrying when I walk into my home, believe it or not. And I have to go, Holy Spirit, turn that off, because I'm about to walk into my house and be present with my kids. And I only get today, right now. And so I'm gonna be present with them. I'm gonna laugh with them. I'm gonna hold them. I'm gonna throw them <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> Some of you are like, what? You're Matt? No. <laughs> I wanna be present. I want them to know they have a dad that's present. Some of you, that's really hard to hear because of the earthly dad you had. I don't do it great, remember, but I know he does it for me all the time. I have felt him so near to me. Every family on heaven and earth from him. It says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's present with you. Do you believe that today? He's present with you. And then finally, I love this, that our Father in heaven, God praises over us. It's crazy. I didn't know that the worship team was going to read Zephaniah today. I had no idea. It's in my notes that the Lord would sing his praises over his people. Do you know that? That he loves you so much that he sings his praises over you. Do you hear me? He's that good of a father. Why? Well, I'm caught in this thing. He's singing praises over you today. He's that good of a father. Now, you don't get prideful in that. You don't get arrogant in that. You just get content in that. You get, you get, you get, you get stirred in faith because of that. You get thankful in that because you have a father in heaven that rejoices over you and praises over you and calls you his holy people. I, I'm grateful that when, when I was on that couch years ago and I was doing the work of the ministry, and forgive me for this story, again, I've shared it time and time again, but I was there and we were building this church and pastoring, and this was back in 2018, 19, I'm just doing the work. And the Lord sat me down one day and said, son, he said, that's what I call you, son. You're doing all this work apart from being that, a son. I want to sing over you. I want to rejoice over you. I want to tell you how good you're doing it. But you need to come to me as a son to the Father. Because I was looking for it in all different places. You will look for the praises of man if you don't get the right picture of our Heavenly Father. Are you hearing me? You will look for the praises of people, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your boss, your coworkers, you will look for those praises over your life if you don't get with Jesus and let him show you the Father and let the Father rejoice over you. He wants to praise and sing over you. He wants to give you identity. Because he loves you. Oh, you better believe I'm gonna praise my kids. I mean, I mean to a point. Don't get offended. To a point. <laughs> Like, if they're not doing well, I'm not going to be like, you're doing well. <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, we got to clean this up a little bit. But you best believe that most of my mouth, what I want to say to them is, you're doing great. Oh, you're doing better than you think you're doing. Come on. Come on. You're doing great. Come on. You can do, you can do it. You can do it. Oh, son, well done. Well done. Well done. Can I tell you what that does for them? I see a little like, whew, all right. My dad's proud of me. My dad's really proud of me. Can I tell you when you get with Jesus and you let the Father tell you how, <laughs> you stop living like this. And you start to go, oh, he's proud of me? Oh, man, he's working in me? Oh, man, he's changing me? Oh, man, he's pleased with, oh, he's doing great? Oh, and you start to get a strength and a confidence in you that you would not receive from others. Fathers, praise your spouse, praise your children, rejoice over them. Tell them how good they are. Amen? This is the Father's heart. Paul writes, I want you to know this Father that every family derives its name from, that Heavenly Father. He protects you. Anybody thankful for the protection of the Lord? He provides for you. Come on, how many of you are thankful for breath in your lungs right now? Just two of you. Are you all breathing? He provides for you. He's present. He's really present. 
and he praises and rejoices over you. This is our good father. And I pray today on this Father's Day, you see this and receive this in your heart and your spirit because this will take you to places with him that you weren't able to go because you've looked at him like your earthly father. And so I, I wanna pray for earthly dads, but I wanna pray for us to have a picture of the heavenly father deeper in our heart today. Can I do that? Can you stand? I wanna pray for every person in this room that you would get a really, really good picture, the right picture. You would behold the Father in heaven. Because I'm telling you, when you behold him, things come alive. Can I tell you, when you behold him, you're not trapped to that old bloodline. Did you hear me? You're free. So would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes? I just wanna pray this, Lord, by your spirit, reveal the Father to us more and more. Jesus, reveal the Father, just as you prayed. I pray that they would know the glory that, he, that you experienced. You prayed that prayer over us. I pray that prayer that we would know the glory that you experienced in the Father, that we would know the love that you experienced in the Father, that this room would be people that experience the love of a really good Father all the days of their lives, that it would burn their heart, that it would strengthen them, that it would root them and establish them in the love of a good Father, and that they would have everything they need in you because that's who you are, you're a good Father. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would break anything of, uh, that would keep people from that. The orphan spirit, break it in hearts. Remind us, Holy Spirit, that the cry of our heart is that Abba Father, that sons and daughters would know their Father, fall in love with the Father, and be changed by the Father. In Jesus' name. Dads, if you're in the room, we want to we pray for you. I want you to um, come forward today. Dads, come forward. Come forward. I want you just to fill this space. If you're, if you're on the leadership team and you're a dad, come forward. Come forward. Come on. Come on. Don't be shy. Men, come on. Just walk a little faster. You're like, I don't want to be the first one. Stop it. If I had ribs up here, you all would be up here fast. Come forward, come forward, come close. I want to put my hands on you. Come close. Church, I want you to stretch your hand out. I want you to stretch your hand out. We want to pray for dads right now. So fathers, if you're up here, man, if you're up here, just close your eyes and just open up your hands and receive the blessing from the Lord today. Senior leaders, just come and put your hands on up there. Lord, empower these men. Empower these men. Empower these men. Holy Spirit, empower these men. Strengthen them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord, to be mighty men, to be mighty fathers, to be full of the Father's heart. I just pray the Father's heart instilled in these men right now. I pray, Lord, that the Father's heart would burn inside of their lives, that they would be filled with the overflow of Jesus right now. God, I pray that you would give them everything they need to be God-fearing men, God-fearing husbands, God-fearing fathers. God, I pray that they would receive from you, that their times with you would be sweet, that their times with you would be intimately sweet, and that, God, that they would burn for you, they would have passions and desires rise up in them that they would never have without being with you, God. And so, Father, I pray strengthen them to be dads that protect, strengthen them to be dads that are present, strengthen them to be fathers that provide, and strengthen them to be fathers that speak life over their homes, over their families, over their marriages. Lord, I pray for the men up here, God, the men that are here in this room right now, God, guys that will be spiritual fathers, guys that will be soon to be fathers. Lord, bless the men of this house. Would you raise up an army of men that are full of the spirit of the living God? And would you use our men to show the city what it looks like to be God-fearing people, Lord? No compromise in our fathers. The compromising spirit go in Jesus' name. 
and would the Spirit of the Lord rise up in them. No fear in Jesus' name. No fear in Jesus' name. We bless them today. Would you bless them? Would you keep them? Would your face shine upon them? And would you give them supernatural peace all the days of their lives? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And so I thank you, and we bless you, and we bless them in Jesus' name. And everyone says, come on, and everyone says, come on, can we show our appreciation to all the dads?